When ESPN had to resort to putting horse over the airwaves, I'll take anything I can get from these professional athletes. <laughs> Presented by the good people at the Bod Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on the Alright everybody, welcome to episode 161 of the Orange Jacob Do America podcast. If you hear a little rumbling in the background, that is just my cholo neighbor in the background working on his 1942 Studebaker. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but Sounds I Sounds like a demon. It's not a Dodge demon, it's... No, I just meant like a demon. Like oh, a like an actual, actual like, demon from, from Hades. Oh, from... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe it might be, but so I apologize for that, guys. Uh, it would happen when I hit the record button, but... Anyways, welcome to 161, the Orange Jacob Do America podcast. I am... One of your hosts, Mr. Jacob Pixton, looking thicker than a Snickers yet again in this quarantine times. I really need, we were talking about this after we recorded last week. I really need to jump on a bike or something because I'm kind of scared to go to gym right now and get like, you know, the second wave of Corona right now. But yeah, I'm looking a little bit too thick these days. So I need to jump on a bike and drink some of our delicious coffee that we're sponsored by. Art, do you want to talk about that delicious coffee that we were sponsored by? For sure. We're sponsored by Caveman Coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check, check out their entire inventory of coffee. Jacob has some of this delicious hibiscus tea right here. It's amazing. Honestly, I would be drinking that even if we weren't sponsored by by them just because it's so good. And it's paleo, which I'm paleo right now because I'm trying to lose some of those extra quarantine pounds right now. Quarantine 13. I did not realize how much weight I put on during the quarantine. That's uh, kind of embarrassing. I kind of need to go to Macy's to buy a bra right now, man. Oh, That's yeah, how I'm feeling yeah. right now. Just a little support. It's 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 been rough. I've been trying to run. I've been trying to do push. I've been doing push-ups for the last two days in a row, and I can't even lift my arms right now. Jacob had me lift my arm a second ago. I couldn't. To give praise to Jesus. Yeah, it, it's been intense. The, I forgot how much push-ups suck. But um, <laughs> we do have a guest today. Yes. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Go to kmancoffee.com. Type in America <laughs> at checkout for 15% off. Uh, they are amazing. <laughs> Their coffee is delicious. You don't need to go to the store to, to get Corona to just to get coffee. Don't get Corona to get coffee. Go to their website and get coffee without Corona. But we do have a guest today, Georgia Brooks, host of the amazing Nice Bum Where You're From podcast. My girlfriend's favorite podcast, uh... She loves you. She she was I she, I tell her who we're gonna have on every once in a while, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna have like Dr. Dre's on or whatever. <laughs> and she 
And she does not care. She's like, whatever. I don't care about Dr. Dre. So what do you want for dinner? Yeah, it was like the most like, eh, whatever. She pretends to care. She, she, she's a good girlfriend. She pretends. But I'm not even joking. So I was I was actually telling her about the dude from System of Down, which is a story I won't retell. <laughs> but, um, and I was like, oh, yeah, and Georgia Brooks is going to be on. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, no joke. Uh, that makes pro- me so happy. No, I'm not even kidding. Uh, it was probably um, Nicole Byer. You know who Nicole Byer is? Yeah. That's probably like, you guys are tied right now. You, you might have just broken the tie. Though. Wow. You, you might be, you might have just surpassed her in like favorite That's podcast cra- and comedian. I mean, to be tied with Nicole is a pretty big feat. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, she, I, that's she an was accomplishment. Pretty, this is the first time I've ever been able to impress her with the podcast and like the person that's on the podcast. She's like does not care about anyone. So if Art becomes a father nine months from now, you know why? It's <gasps> because of this interview today. <laughs> this is the one. That did I it. thought. <laughs> I thought you were really announcing a pregnancy for a second. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> no, but what are we talking about today, guys? We're all big NBA fans. Jacob has his Lakers hat on. I, I went, saw that. I went full deck. I'm wearing my Tony Parker jersey and my backwards Spurs hat. Georgia, you're from Toronto. Is that is it Toronto? I know you're Canadian, but are yeah, you I'm from, from like an hour outside of Toronto. But then I lived in Toronto for like um, t- like ten ish years before I moved here. Dang. It, yeah. <laughs> Why would you leave Canada? I mean, it's right now. That's a really good question. But <laughs> at the time, like Barack was president, oh. and I wanted to be a star. Um, now I don't care about being famous, and the president here isn't my favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Canada's looking better all the time. Oh yeah, I have relatives that are from Newfoundland, Canada, and <gasps> when. We've when we used to go back there all the time, like it it's kind of feels like the land that time forgot because it, it looks like you know the Shire from the Hobbit, if you will, or Lord yeah. of the Rings and whatnot. It's my favorite province. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Newfoundland. Oh, yeah, it's so beautiful. The people are so nice, and then like when you get food there, like they're not greedy at all. Like, I was trying, you know, again. <laughs> You know, I w- like as a young young child, I was still trying to be svelte and watch my figure, if you will. But like you order, it's called like a jigs dinner or whatever, and it's like literally like Thanksgiving, but it was for lunch. So it's like like six plates of food, like every every kind of potato was mashed in front of me, like all sorts of different gravies and meats or whatever. And they're like, "Well, make sure you save room for dinner." And I'm like, "Oh, they had like multiple <laughs> courses of food." Yeah. Or That's no, like, they talk like the the pirate from SpongeBob. It's not like they're British. They, they the guy that introduces the show. Oh, lives in a pineapple under the yeah. True story. <laughs> so the last time I went to Newfoundland, um, unfortunately, it was because you know my grandmother was passing away. We were saying our goodbyes and whatnot. So we were out there for like a week, and so every week, like we, I would go to the grocery store and I'd be like, "Hey, grandma, what do you want me to make?" You know, so we would cook for her like all our favorite foods and whatnot. And she goes. I really want like Mexican food. I'm like, shit, done. You know, I'm half Mexican. <laughs> so by by default, I was like the darkest person in Newfoundland at that You're time. You're the, <laughs> <laughs> the most qualified to cook. I was, dude. Um, by the, that sounds like a good bi- business venture, by the way. Open up a Mexican restaurant in Newfoundland. That That's like when I yeah. went to Portland and there was one Mexican restaurant. And it was like the most subpar Mexican food. But everybody was raving about it. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> that's You could be like not that great at Mexican food in Portland and get away with that. So I went to like on this like wild goose chase to find like avocados and 
spoiler <laughs> like we were so spoiled here in california like we we're just like oh i want this food because like we grow it all here right wrong like in newfoundland you can't get a lot of stuff you know unless it's like in season or whatever or they import it from you know smugglers or whatever but the guy <laughs> looks at me i actually find some avocados at this uh market and he looks at my card and it's a regular debit card or whatever and i don't think anything because i think it, oh everybody banks with current schools federal credit union right and he looks at my <laughs> card and he's like you're not from around here are you mr pixton and he looks at the <laughs> card and he goes where is Kern School's Federal Credit Union? And I was like, dude, can you please sing the fucking SpongeBob song now for me? And it was like, to me, like, that was like one of the highlights of my life right there. And when you went to Newfoundland, did you ever get screeched in? No. What Have you it? heard of that? No. What is so it? It's like really for tourists more than anything. When you first go to Newfoundland, you're supposed to get screeched in, which means like you do a shot of screech, which is like some kind of liquor that's awful oh wow um and then you have to kiss a fish uh, and i know uh, yeah. this sounds made up but it's a codfish <laughs> yeah no i i know that part about the codfish yeah and they you would, did do the fish i did i did kiss the oh. fish on the lips and couldn't i couldn't keep them off it what's that i said you couldn't keep them off the fish it wasn't a great joke okay no but, <laughs> no, but yeah no yeah that is a big thing because i guess like their racial slurs like if you call like a a newfie a newfie a newfoundlander is called a newfie right but if you want to be, if you want to call him like the equivalent of like their N word, it's like a newfy goofy codfish. Cause I guess that's that, pretty extreme. Yeah. That's the N word out there. Look at what white people try and find offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like anything, give us anything. We're also troubled. Um, <laughs> Newfoundland also, one of their other special dishes is like fish and chips. So beer battered fish and chips, but then mm-hmm. they pour. They make it like a poutine. They pour like cheese and gravy over the whole thing. <laughs> it's Gra- so good. Gravy is like a big thing out there. Like they sell that like out of ice cream trucks. Like not even <laughs> yeah. ice cream. It's just gravy. Like, oh, don't you know you want some ice cream? Wait, what were they putting the gravy on? Everything. Fish and chips. Oh, just like mashed potato gravy? Yeah. Or yeah. it could be codfish gravy. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't That's ask, pretty cool. I didn't ask what animal fat it came from. I like gravy, but, you know, I'm just stuck in that whole, like, it only goes on mashed potatoes. Wait, have you never had a poutine? Me? Yeah. No. Do you know what that is? No, I don't even know what that is. It's French fries covered in cheese curds, like, just cheese, basically, and like then Kessel covered Fresco. in gravy. And then the the gravy all melts. I mean, the cheese all melts in the gravy, and it's, like, fries smothered in cr- cheese and gravy you would love it yeah. <laughs> i gotta try that it is pretty good actually i, I mean it, it won't help your body image oh, no. issues but <laughs> it's delicious <laughs> it'll keep you warm in those uh long yeah winter nights it'll get me through huh i thought the um i had a monte cristo sandwich once mm-hmm. and it's like the most like fattening thing you can ever it's like sugar covered bread and they make a sandwich and then they put like jelly on top it, it's the most unhealthy food it's delicious of course. But that is the equivalent. You guys just described another unhealthy food for me to try. Oh, you got I it. can't yeah. wait. They, I think they have some at Gorilla Mall, actually, to be I'm, honest with you. I'm on my way. <laughs> Anyways, you were talking sports. So wanted to talk <laughs> some sports. <laughs> we got off track. We get, we get off track super easy. No, it's all good. Two thick boys about some food right now. <laughs> like That's a I sure way food. to get us Let's off. Let's just talk about food for the rest of it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on muffins? Uh, muffins. That's a good question. That. So there's only two types of muffins. There's, there's basically oh two, schools of, there's two schools of thought. Blueberry muffins and banana nut muffins. And that's it for me. Oh, you're crazy. Dude, that's th- it. What? You gotta get what the about like a 
cranberry muffin is like so good. <laughs> that actually does sound pretty good. I've never had a cranberry muffin. And then like you get it like nice and warm and then like you cut it in half and put like a nice like grass fed butter in there. Oh, never had that. Yeah, did try it. S- See, maybe you got to widen your muffin experience I, before you start I sh- talking. I should have stopped at the first two muffins I had. I was like, done. That's it. <laughs> what, what, what's yeah, up with like chocolate chip muffins? Come on, man. They're okay. I've, I've had chocolate chip muffins, but I, I just think they're okay. Choc- too much. Chocolate's kind of overrated. They're, chocolate's okay, but there's times where like people will bring up chocolate to me and they're like, this is amazing. It's chocolate, chocolate something. But it's like, it's not that great. Like I love, you know, I love Ghirardelli's. Like Ghirardelli's to me is like where... If it's not Ghirardelli's quality chocolate, then, like, don't even put it in my face. Let me, girl, let me tell you about some Ghirardelli's chocolate. So, um, my girlfriend, she's been craving, you know, sweets here lately. And, you know, she wants to bake, but she never just gets around to it. So, I had a big sweet tooth, like, this past Monday. And I was like, oh, shit, I bought some Ghirardelli's, you know, brownie mix. And so, what I did is I was like, I'm just going to fucking bake this myself. I'm going to surprise it with her. I'm going to get some brownie points like Art just got, you know, for having Georgia on. So, I was like, all right, cool. Let's work on our second kid. So, I'm going to bake these brownies, right? So, I bake them. They come out top-notch delicious. But that's you making them, not Garadelli's grandma doing it. But it's the fucking recipe. But it was the seriously the most delicious plate of brownies oh, I had in ever that case, made. I agree. Yeah, like... To the point where I think my girlfriend, from the pan of brownies that I made Monday, by Wednesday, she had only gotten, like, one brownie from it. I ate the whole rest, dude. I killed it within two days. Dude, Ghirardelli's is amazing. Yeah. Anyways, sports. Sports. Going back to sports. <laughs> Speaking of Ghirardelli's and chocolate, sports. Um, guys, the NBA is back. It hasn't played a single, single tip-off just yet, but it is technically back. We're starting to gear up. Looks like everyone's going to Disney World. Oh, another thing that my girlfriend loves is, like, Disneyland and Disney World. So this is probably going to be the episode for her. So, anyways, I gathered some uh, internet, like, sports fans, uh, Chicago Bulls Nation, and one of the Spurs fans, they uh, sent me some questions that they wanted us to answer. I looked over some of them, and I added some of my own because I thought – one of the Spurs fans said, like, the most boring fucking question, which is the well, most Spurs. Spurs fans. It's the most Spurs thing to do is to send a boring question. Yeah. So, and I'm a Spurs fan, so I can say that. <laughs> um, but I would like to start by saying uh, Kyrie Irving has uh, organized a conference call. It's going on probably at the same time this is going on right now, where he is. Give me a second. Looks like a demon just got into Jacob. Jacob's dog just came into the room. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> um uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Sorry, Kyrie Irving organized a conference call with a bunch of players where they are basically not happy with the way that the bubble system is set up. So there's the main eight West Coast, East Coast teams that are definitely going. But then there's some also some teams that probably don't really deserve to be there. The Spurs are one of them. Mm-hmm. The um, <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. There's like the Suns are one of them. Pelicans. The Pelicans are one of them. There's basically a bunch in the West, and I think the Washington Wizards are one of the ones in the The Wizards are definitely one of them. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, why are the Wizards here? (laughs) They sucked even when Jordan was there. You know what, though? Well, wait, I guess you're not done your question. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, (laughs) I was just going to say, oh. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, though, like, even though some teams, like, maybe don't deserve to be there, quote unquote everyone needs to make their like ad budgets and like they've already have contracts with networks that they play a certain amount of games. Mm -hmm. And then if they don't play that many games, they lose like 
contracts with local networks. So the NBA kind of has to help out everyone, even though they're not. But okay. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I Actually, that was what I was going to ask you guys. I was going to ask, do you guys think, one, they're adding too many teams? Do you guys think they're rushing it? Obviously, the, some of the players, like Kyrie, doesn't seem to be happy with the way it's formatted. Are you guys happy with the way it's formatted? Because I've, I've spoken to Jacob about this, and I hadn't said it in any podcast, but I felt like this was a big ploy from the NBA to try to get Zion Williams into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Because a Lakers versus Pelicans like first-round sure. matchup would be like money in the bank. Like That's viewership. The, the hottest young rookie guy going going against LeBron James, of course you're going to get, like, nothing but bars filled up with people watching that from <laughs> home. I'll let Georgia um, answer first. Um, I didn't really think of that, and um, that makes sense, that they would do that to get money. I think it's set up, other than that, can you guys can hear me, right? Oh, the yeah. internet's not weird? Okay. Other than that, I think... I think the way they did it kind of makes sense the most. I don't think, to be honest, like, I'm so glad NBA is coming back, but, like, I don't think it should. <laughs> I think they should <laughs> just start the season when they start the season normally because mm-hmm. um, that's not that long from now anyway. So, I mean, I think considering what they're trying to pull off, it's done fine enough. I'm kind of in the same boat, too, Um I originally was just like, yeah, of course I want to see some NBA. But then, like, when you get down to, like, the logistics of it, it just seems like a lot of moving parts. A lot of – you got – I saw Mark Jackson's uh, Instagram post this morning, and I was kind of confused because I didn't know what he was talking about. He was talking about, like, him being forced to, to go, and this is one of the most difficult times of his life. And I'm like, oh, shit, did, like, a family member of his die or whatever – and then when I started looking into, like, the meaning of that post, like, he was talking about, like, oh, like, a lot of analysts, like, because it's not just the players. It's, like, a lot of TV analysts, a lot of reporters. They also have to go quarantine over in Orlando, too. And a lot of people are not happy about it. I know Shaq, he said it multiple times on his podcast where he's just, like, he goes, I don't see what the point is. And, yeah, there is, like, the money and the contracts that have to be made and whatnot. But even Shaq, who I was surprised, I thought he would have been, you know, more on board, you know, for the season restarting. He's like, just call it, just call it, like, right now because it's going to be an asterisk season. You know, it's not a real season because everybody had this giant gap. You're going to have players that, of course, are not going to play because the news this morning was that, you know, there's multiple players, you know, that are not wanting to go back and play you know other you know they might have concerns for their health and safety because you know the ufc started and you know they made it seem like oh you know they're they're the most advanced in the testing like everybody's going to be tested everybody's going to be quarantined everybody's going to be good to go so that when fight time happens you know there's going to be no incidents but what's end what ended up happening was is jacare salsa he actually contracted the coronavirus during that time period and obviously he, you know, was off the card and his fellow fighter that he was supposed to fight went through all of that for nothing. So to me, it's just like, wow, like it's a very high risk, medium reward, you know, just for yeah. just for, you know, to fulfill those contracts. And to me, I'm thinking like, hey, like, is there any way that like, hey, they can negotiate with some of these these contracts and say, hey, like, let's pick it up at the end of this, the, the beginning of next season which you're right is going to start. It normally starts in October. This next. Yeah, now se- it's going to start. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say now it's going to start in December, which yeah. is like weird. 
Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't. That for what? You know, like yeah. I don't even know. And so what? For, for it to extend again to July or August again, so yeah. like this is just going to be the new season, or somehow, some way, like what I was saying is just like, hey, let's pick up the end of the contract, kind of like with a car loan, like what's going on with some people's car loans during this Corona times, is that hey, like don't worry about making payments for these next three months. We'll just add it to your loan at the end of the loan, so you'll just have an extra three months at the end of it. Why? Why can't we just do that with some of these like TV contracts or? You That's know, smart. You know, just put it at the end of it. You know, just add it to the end to where that way. You know, let's get through this and yeah. then move forward. Because, I mean, as much as I love the NBA, I love me some basketball. At one point, I had a pact with God Himself that you know I would not watch Channel ninety nine. <laughs> pornography scrambled porn if i could grow to be six foot eight this this is some real shit this is not me telling a joke here if i could grow to be six foot eight i don't know why i picked that number and play small forward for the lakers obviously i didn't keep my end of the pack but like i love me some <laughs> basketball but i with that said though it's just like i think i can <laughs> that's live what that book god's not dead's about <laughs> <laughs> i could live without it for a few more months because like you said we're October, that's usually like when the season starts. Like that's a hop, skip, and a jump away. To, if the Lakers end up winning this championship, I'm again a huge Laker fan. It's like Shaq said, it's gonna have a big asterisk next to it because you're gonna have a lot of teams that are not gonna have some of their players. They're gonna have to basically sign scrubs, you know, to fill in those gaps. Or you know, it's all about you know momentum at the end of the season. Like this this. The season that we're going into right now doesn't really reflect the season that we just came, we came out of in March. So such a good season too so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and this isn't a question that I had on here. Nobody asked this one, but this is just my personal question because it just hit me right now. Um, who who was the former uh, commissioner of the NBA? Oh, David Stern. David Stern. David Stern and Michael Jordan were pretty tight. If, if Michael Jordan wanted something to get done in the, in the NBA. And like he communicated that to David Stern, it was more than likely going to get done. Do you think that because the Lakers were doing so well, and Le- let's face it, the Lakers were probably the favorites to win it all this year, you know, alongside with maybe Milwaukee and the Clippers, they were right yeah, there. You think Milwaukee's ahead? Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee was ahead, but you know, it was. Do you think if 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 uh, Adam Silver Adam Silver talks to LeBron, he's like, hey, do you guys? Do you think you guys want to resume play? And he's like, yeah. Like, I mean, the Lakers obviously have a lot in- invested in this season. The Clippers, both the L.A. teams, that's a huge market. Mm-hmm. I could see why they would want to appease those fans. And then Milwaukee's kind of a smaller market, but still, you know, they were very big. You, you talk to those three teams and ask, like, hey, is this something you guys want to do? If those three teams, and it seems like a lot of players underneath that were unhappy with this, it doesn't really make sense why, um, you know, Portland's going like Portland seems very unhappy. Portland was the one team that didn't want to come mm-hmm. to, to Orlando at all. They were kind of against this and voted against actually coming at all. So, and now there's reports, you know, um, uh, some of the coaches might not even be able to travel. Greg Popovich looks like he's going to be one of the guys that can't travel because oh, Mike they're having, yeah, they're having an age restriction, um, which is kind of cool. Cause at the same time, Becky Hammond's going to be the first female head coach in any major sport, which is kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. to see, history being made but it's happening in such a weird fashion you almost can't even celebrate it like it's yeah it's happening because the world's ending or whatever (laughs) we're in the second book of revelation yeah yeah i don't know why players like would risk 
in, injure like every time you play basketball you're risking injury you're risking whatever for this to win even to win this year wouldn't mean much so like i feel like i they 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 have more incentive not to play and, and who wants to spend summer in Orlando? <laughs> yeah, this is like the worst time in Orlando. It's like hot and humid. humid You're yeah. gonna get nosebleeds. Yeah. I can't wait to see a player just get a random like humidity nosebleed in the middle of the court. Oh, that'd be horrible. Actually, oh, <laughs> it looked like that Andrew WK album cover or whatever. I used to get like eye <laughs> infections and like nosebleeds when I went in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and like that's not even that close to the ocean. It's like. But I would still get those fucking nosebleeds. It sucked. I hate humidity. And dry skin. I get, oh, I get that, too. That's going to be a sight for sore eyes as well. But in humidity, you get dry skin? Yeah. Well, I do. I don't know I about it. I would have to change my shirt like 10 times a day because the minute you walk outside, it's like a wall of water just hits you. It's <laughs> disgusting. I, California's weather is like underrated how beautiful it is. Oh, would, yeah. <laughs> I love California. Yeah. But, I ain't moving. All right, so this is another question. This one comes from Bulls Nation. This one's not as serious as the other one. So shout out to Bulls Nation. I think you can find them on Instagram or something like that. Um, if you could ride any ride at Disney World with any player, what ride would it be and what player would it be? Uh, active or retired? Active. Oh, shit. They didn't say that? Sorry, can you say that again? If you could ride... I'm just still really hung up on when you said which teams could almost are like meant to win and you didn't include the raptors i'm still thinking <laughs> the defending oh, my bad oh i have some raptors that's also crazy because the raptors are doing better than at least one of those teams you listed i, have, I think it's they're, the lakers they're right? number two in the in the east yeah i in actually have east. some raptors questions coming up but they're too. number three overall somebody yeah. so one of the people you listed is below them <laughs> the clippers they're, they're the above clippers. The, they're above the clippers yeah yeah, yeah. I, we can go to the we can go to the raptor question right now. I'm just saying I'm sorry I got I was like I stopped listening and that's all I was thinking about. I, I do have one here and it's actually it's perfect. We'll come back to this uh, ride question. We'll, we'll save it for the very end. Okay. But there was one here that specifically. What team is getting disrespected by the odds makers more, the Raptors or the Nuggets? The Raptors are yeah. it, right. It's crazy. Like no one. They think, are the defending like, champion. They're defending champions. Yeah. Everyone just wrote them off this year. Like before the season even started, people didn't even predict that they'd be in the top. Like anything, mm-hmm. and then they've had injuries all year. All year, like I think there's only been five games where we've had all of our players, and we're still number two in the East, and people still are like, uh, "No, <laughs> it's crazy." <laughs> no respect. It's I think, crazy. I think it's because, and I really loved that Raptors team from last year. And what I really loved about them is, I mean, aside from Kawhi Leonard, it's kind of a faceless uh, team. You know, and that's not a dig at them, but it. I loved that they beat like the super team, the 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 Golden State Warriors, who was just like, it just rep- to me represented everything that was kind of getting wrong with basketball. That's why you, in my opinion, you saw the the ratings, you know, decline because it was just like, people got sick of seeing that. Like, it's so unfair. But then when you see like legit basketball being played, like a team sport where like you had like actual role players, like Van Fleet, you know, just blowing up, Siakam blowing up, like that was beautiful to see. And they still were able to pull it off. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like what Boston did. Like once Kyrie bounced, it's like they're still a fucking deadly team. That Marcus All trade was one of the most underrated trades right? I've ever seen. Like that's something that the Lakers would have done back in like the early two thousand. Jerry West days. Yeah, yeah, that's like a Jerry West move where like you just rob 
and like take one of the best big men out in the league and he's still on the team and that's actually one of the other questions i have on, on here regarding uh marcus all marcus all has lost a lot of weight so has nicola uh uh Jokit and james harden and kyle lowry are you guys expecting that to be a big thing the fact that these players have lost a lot of weight over the last few months mm. or do I, you guys think i this do think can I think conditioning it will be an issue, but I don't know about Marcus Saul specifically losing weight being an issue. Like that guy's been out most of the year because he's been hurt, mm -hmm. and I think like okay, this is <laughs> this is gonna be crazy what I'm about to say, but we have an older dog and she has bad knees, okay. and like so we want to kind of keep her slim so there's not a lot of weight on her like joints and stuff, and I wonder if that's kind of similar for Mark Gasol like Absolutely. maybe because he's lighter he won't get injured as easily <laughs> yeah no that's true I mean his brother Powell was like losing weight towards the end of the season just for that reason just to less impact on the knees every time he would you know rebound a ball or whatever mm -hmm. so it could be a smart move he is getting up there in age he's not at the age that his brother is or anything like that he's still effective I hope that he can recover I want to see these teams come back at 110 percent because I think that Mark Gasol could be the thing that takes him over the edge, especially in the East. I could, I can definitely see them getting out of the East. That's I, true. I know that but people love Boston. Boston's the hot young team. Boston reminds me of yep. OKC from a couple of years ago when everybody was, like, riding that wave when, like, the three young guys were in OKC, but they never did anything. Mm -hmm. That's where Boston is right now, where it's like, these are the hot young guys right now, and they're coming up. Yeah. But they haven't done anything. They never do anything in the playoffs. They would just, like, fizzle yeah. out. Because they're missing that one we piece. We beat Boston at home. Like, we beat them in their home. Just saying. <laughs> Which is a lot, because it's hard to do. I love that passion that you just got right now. <laughs> and one thing I will say, Toronto is proven. You're right. They're proven. They've done that. They've, they've been there. And, like, they are, they, uh, yeah, they are getting disrespected. I think that, uh, you know, the other team that uh, the question had on here was the Nuggets. And I don't think the Nuggets are getting disrespected, because I do think that the Clippers and the Lakers are significantly better and more mature. And also that you're taking away their big home court advantage. The Nuggets win a lot yeah. of games in mile high altitude. That's, That's like true. a huge advantage that most teams don't get. And mm -hmm. so we're gonna see how they play that on like regular even <laughs> playing surface. Humidity. That's literally what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they just have a they have a lot of wins because like people can't play in their arena. Mm -hmm. It's like um, I watched a thirty for thirty from a long time ago. That was Lakers and Boston. In, and I guess when the Lakers it was a long time ago but when Lakers went to go play in Boston like they didn't have air conditioning in there and like the Lakers players got like sick yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they just weren't used to playing in like the hottest environment ever which is gonna happen in Orlando I guess they'll yeah. have air conditioning but I hope so it's gonna be remember when the air they conditioning went to. out against the uh, the Spurs in the heat yep and then LeBron cramped up yeah LeBron can cramp up again it's, <laughs> it's more humid in Orlando than it is in San Antonio that is true that's another thing I, would, I just I'm not a LeBron guy. I know that you're a Laker guy, but I, I just no, can't see, stand LeBron. That's the thing. Like LeBron for so many years has been like my arch nemesis in basketball. I would like every time he would go to the finals, whatever team was playing him in the finals, that's who I would root for. I have a fucking hatred of the San Antonio Spurs, but one of the best bonding moments me and this guy <laughs> ever had was watching the Spurs in the heat go at it. And I've never cheered so hard for this so hard for the Spurs my entire life as when the Heat was playing the Spurs. So it's kind of always a weird conundrum with me where it's just like, yeah, the Lakers are always gonna be my team. But it's just like I have like one of my least favorite players playing on my team and but and I still want him to win, but it's always like that begrudgingly like, God dang it, I don't want you to get another championship because then that goat talk talks 
pops up again. And that's another thing, too, where I'm just like, just write the season off because if the Lakers do win it, you get to see, like, all those, like, talking heads on ESPN, you know, throw that in there like, well, well LeBron has four now. If he gets one more, which is possible, uh, is he the greatest player of all time? Because he's, And I, like, do not want to hear that fucking shit at all. It is kind of annoying. That is, like, ESPN's, like, bread and butter. There's, like, nothing going on. Let's talk about LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> what did he have for breakfast today? <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Oh, jeez, I forgot about that. Crazy. That's how you knew it was going to be a bad NBA season when he started with that shit. Mm. The Taco Tuesday thing. <laughs> All right. What is the most overrated, overhyped team? And they gave me two options here, but you guys can feel free to add anything. The, the question was specifically... The Rockets or the 76ers? Who's more overrated? But feel free to add your oh. own team. The 76ers are mm. really over... This year. I mean, they're not good. They're like not playing well. They have inner conflict. Mm. Then they have like terrible chemistry. And they're just like... They have... I guess like Embiid, every, I like him a lot. And like you think he's going to... So you feel like the team's going to be good. But it's just like they're dropping the ball oh yeah literally <laughs> hot take <laughs> they do and the fact that um ben simmons even though he got like swole as hell like have you guys seen the pictures he's like really buff now yeah but um <laughs> the guy can't shoot at all and like that's a big thing in basketball like y- you gotta shoot the ball man that position if, he needs to shoot it if yeah. you're if you're wide open man you gotta take the shot mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's 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 just not gonna work out i just think that that's probably the most overrated team in the nba in general I think they're the most overrated, the 76ers, and I think the Rockets are the most underachieving team. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like they should be, or they should have been, they should have been a lot better than they had been that whole season. I mean, I do think that James Harden, fucking Mike D'Antoni. That system just all, can't win, man. Yeah, it's just, it's bit like, you know what's going to happen. And in a seven-game series, that's not going to win you any championship. And to me, well, that's how I would answer that question. Yeah, 76ers, most overrated, but the Rockets, the most underachieving team, in my opinion. James Harden's so interesting. Like, I really like him. I like how, like, high of a scores he gets in games. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the All-Star game when he's playing against All-Stars, like, uh-huh. they so easily shut him down. Uh-huh. It was like, when you are when you play all good players, they're like, yeah, we can see through everything you're doing. It's mm-hmm. very, like, basic stuff, I guess. I, that was my impression of the All-Star game. It always reminds me of he, when I was playing basketball is, like, you always had, like, that really flashy kid. Like, he always... You know, had the nice little chain, like you always had the hot girlfriend that you wish you had or whatever. And he's always doing like those, like it was always like those kids on the basketball court that would like mimic, you know, whatever Allen Iverson would do like in a game or whatever. Right. But like when you would actually sit there like with your team at recess or, you know, the boys and girls club, your team against their team, you dismantle them because, you know, like, oh, he's going to try to pretend he's going to try to do that new Allen Iverson move or whatever. Just post up right here. And he just grab his rebound, and I'll just get an easy layup, and we're going to beat his team. And that's how James Harden is, too. It's just like, yeah, he's going to dribble all over the place, and if he can't make the score, he's going to try at the last second to dish it off to somebody else who's not going to be able to make it. So you think he tries to be flashy? Because I I, I hate James Harden. I'm not going to try to defend him, but. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, he's. Have you ever seen like those memes of like it's just like here's like a simple basketball play and here's like a James Harden play and it's just like him like dribbling all over the place. So look, okay, so that kind of brings up this is something I thought about. No one asked this question. This is again something I just thought about right now. Yeah. But 
so you guys see those things where like LeBron will have like a huge dunk or something, and he like pounds in his chest and starts dancing, and like James Harden does that. Like a lot of players do that. Do you guys think that that's not going to fly right now? Because there's no audience. Like, what are you doing that for? You're not. In your, oh my god! <laughs> in your home crowd, like you would just look foolish. <laughs> LeBron's doing. I never he looks at about fucking that. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> starts doing that. I mean, they probably will. Yeah, I think it's like inherent. It's like subconscious almost sorry my dog's shaking in the background oh i couldn't tell if that was your dog or his dog jacob's dog's in the room too that's cool (laughs) either way um you know what i mean it's gonna look awkward from an outsider's perspective but again you know like when i would play basketball at recess you know what i'm saying we would do all the same (laughs) you would start dancing we would start i would do the whole shack thing like where he did like this bullshit or whatever like i was that kid i would like mimic fucking rodman and whatnot but and then like when you see people play at the park or whatever they do the, they do the same thing with no audience as well so i can totally see them doing that i love when the other players make fun of someone's like um stare or whatever signature like dance move i love when another player makes oh, fun yeah. of it. those are fighting words <laughs> those are fighting words oh. yeah jeez yeah it's great I don't know. I mean, that was one of those things that's like, man, I hope LeBron doesn't start dancing. Like, that would really bother me <laughs> if, like, you know, he, like, dunks on whatever and, like, he starts dancing. That's why I'm such a huge Kawhi guy. Just, you know, he was a Spurs Spur for a long time. I love the fact that he does his job, does wins at a high level, and then, like, never really shows emotion. Just, you know, just shows up like a true professional and, like, goes home <laughs> and eats, like, his chicken nuggets or whatever he needs to. I love him so much. Yeah, Kawhi's amazing. I, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but then again, my favorite player of all time is Shaq, who is the polar opposite of that. That's the weird thing about that. Like, you love well, they, Shaq, and I'm a huge Duncan fan, and Duncan's again like that, where he's like, "I just show up in my baggy, oversized shirt, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to go home." <laughs> Got at the men's warehouse. You just, you cannot argue with someone who just like does exceptional work and it's so much cooler when you do something exceptionally and then you're not like boastful about it it's like way cooler i think i think it is really really cool i I, the dude's a freaking robot it's hard for i can't imagine like when he hit that shot against the 76ers and like that shot like literally stopped the world for a second because that was like amazing yeah and like I can't believe the level of like lack of emotion that he showed. Cause even I would have been like, Oh my God. Like I yeah. would have, like, <laughs> but afterwards he was like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. But just, he was excited. after. Oh jeez, I, I just, I love him. I, I, his time as a spur. I know a lot of Spurs fans hate him and probably they're like yelling at me and saying that I'm not a true Spurs fan. Cause I don't hate him, but he won as a championship. I don't know what you guys are complaining. Yeah, he brought you a title. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what are you guys complaining about? Like, whatever it's not his fault that your team made the weirdest trade in the world right. like that wasn't a good trade for the spurs i mean maybe all everything in hindsight but like it, it wasn't they got I mean, not a lot i, I, <laughs> I love demar Derozan, but like <laughs> that's a crazy trade yeah it, it was a crazy trade i mean um it was demar Derozan and jacob pertle and like if, if yeah, but we got danny green and Kawhi Leonard. that's the part that hurt me the most I love Danny Green. Danny Green had been a spur for the longest time. He came up in our system. He had been cut from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was like a nobody. And then, like, he turned into a stud in our system. And that was the one that hurt the most because he had been there, like, seven or eight years already with us. So it was, like, seven or eight years of my life just gone. Yeah. And so – I mean, that's how – 
Toronto felt about DeMar. Yeah. Because we drafted him and we like loved him so much. The same way. It sounds like exactly the same, basically. I, I like DeMar a lot. I mean, obviously, he's only been there like two years. How, how much can you love a guy? that? And these have been like two bad years for the Spurs. So it's not like these are like the glory years or anything like that. So it reminds me of Rudy Gay. Like, remember, like in Sacramento, Rudy Gay was like he's he was a really decent player. And then he goes to the Spurs and he just kind of like washes away. Yeah. Well, they're Rudy Gay's an older guy. DeMar DeRozan's still putting up like 25 points a night. And it's like, he's still there. But he's just playing on a bad team. Nobody's watching the Spurs. You know, we're, I think we had like a record low number of like primetime games actually like make it, which I understand. A lot of Spurs fans, again, were like butthurt. I feel like Spurs fans are very delusional because we had like <laughs> 22 years of like playoff runs and like championship cont- contention. It's like, dude, you know, this this was about to, like, end at some point. Like, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan wasn't going to keep showing up to work every day. <laughs> hey, guys, I went also, to Tesla and got a real uh, <laughs> fucking I had my knee. legs removed. <laughs> I wonder if DeMar, too, it's like he really devoted a lot to Toronto. He was probably the first Toronto player, I think, ever to be like, no, Toronto's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- players were really just, like, leaving Toronto didn't want to put anything into the organization and he really was like no let's make this team good he said that when he was bad and then he got good (laughs) and then they just like burned him and i wonder if he like is like i'm not i'm not gonna give my everything to an organization that can just dump me that was really tough just because there was a lot of interest from the lakers during that offseason everybody thought he was gonna go to the lakers and like I heard the story of like when he found out that he had been traded. I guess it was like two and two a.m. and he had just gotten done watching a movie, mm-hmm. and so he was like out getting Jack in the Box or something at two a.m. with one of his friends, and he found out the news and he just started crying in a Jack in the Box parking lot, which is the most relatable thing I think anyone can relate to. It's so like, dude, we've cried in Taco Bell parking lot. I know that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a relatable thing where like you don't know when like news like that's gonna hit you, and he he had invested so much time into that city mm-hmm. and it city that he had made a second home you know aside from like compton usa but um it sucks like i feel like that sucks good for toronto win the championship but that does suck i feel yeah. really bad for him i try i do have a demar DeRozan jersey i try to embrace him as much as i can in in the spurs system but he's a he's a toronto guy like toronto needs to retire that jersey he's not ever gonna be a toronto like loves him so much to this day and he keeps um doing like Instagram lives with all the Toronto players and like he's super tight with Kyle's his best friend Mm -hmm. yeah Kyle was like so rude to Masai when that all (laughs) (laughs) when that all happened and like there was an interview where uh, like I guess Kyle was like I'm just a player I'm not like management or something it like kind of backhandedly and then someone went and interviewed Masai Masai's like yeah I don't know Kyle's always mad at me like I don't know what I did to him I didn't even trade him like he's still on the team traded his boy. but yeah big time those two are the cutest just watch videos about them they are, they are adorable and the fact that he lost a lot of weight the funny thing I don't know if you know this but I guess um DeMar DeRozan's nickname for Kyle Lottery is fat ass so like he's got the fattest ass too though even when he loses weight yeah and look the fact that he lost a lot of weight feels like DeMar DeRozan had planted oh that scene he's just doing God. it to impress DeMar DeRozan at this point I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose a lot of weight to impress him was it Bleacher Report who does who does like those um, Game of Thrones spoofs or whatever yeah and I believe Kyle Lowry he played Sam which is like the fat you know maester of the he's wall he's not even that fat but yeah I, I, yeah, yeah and I was like oh that's cute and <laughs> and then when they take DeMar away or whatever, like, he starts crying. I was like, oh, dude, this hit this hit a spot right here. It did. 
Yeah, those genuine friendships like don't actually exist that much in the NBA. You know, you see people like that seem to be friendly and they get along, but like those genuine friendships where they hang out a lot outside of work, mm-hmm. you I don't feel like you see it that often. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I remember crying when Shaq and Penny broke up because I thought they were like best buds when I was like 8. Oh. But then he came to the Lakers, so I was like, I got over it quickly. It, it is weird when like you you realize that you're your favorite players are just like getting paid to be there. Uh-huh. Like I, I used to tell this guy, like I thought the Utah Jazz oh, God, were yeah. from Utah because yeah. like they are the white. They were the whitest team in the nineties. Yeah, right? what was up with that? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how they only drafted white players, but I thought, oh, that makes sense because they're all from Utah, and like that makes sense. But yeah, I, I didn't realize that till like I was like. <laughs> 10 God, years thank old. god that's not true right. <laughs> because t- toronto would be up shit's creek it would basically <laughs> we could that would be the only way new york would actually win championships maybe if if like they only got to draft like new york players new york there was actually a new york knicks question in here i, I think i wow really what i don't remember i might have not i only took the ones i thought were cool this was really cool <laughs> really this was actually my favorite one actually besides your own team and i'm sure they mean the team that each one of us because it seems like they're just directing it directly at me besides your own team what is the best nba jersey oh jersey does it have to be the current ones or could it be like a throwback hey they didn't specify okay I'm, i'll let you guys answer first i'm thinking right now man i i know i'm thinking so I don't know. the first one that comes up to my mind i might i could pull a list i love jerseys so the miami heats curtain miami vice jersey i freaking love yeah. that jersey that's a nice looking jersey um, the Toronto Raptors one with the big with the big dinosaur on That's it. That's what I was gonna say. The pr- a purple one with like those like jagged like pinstripes. The, I love that. A fucking vintage. I would even go far as like a Damon Stoudemire one. Like that shit was badass. Yes. Kyle Lowry wore that in the parade. Yeah, a Damon Damon Stoudemire. Sure. Okay. Also the um. Surprisingly, I know it's kind of weird. It's not the most popular jersey, but I kind of dig the way that the um, the Wizards jersey looks, like that red, white, and blue thing. Really? Yeah, I kind of dig that. Whoa. Wow. I they look like the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> 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 they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they should be the Washington Generals. Just call themselves <laughs> the Washington Generals already. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I kind of like simple stuff. I kind of like... I mean... I think a lot of the jerseys are ugly, but I kind—I guess I like uh, Milwaukee's jersey. I think it's like I like those colors. Yeah. That green color. See, I like the old um, Milwaukee one back when they had like Michael Red, and it just said Milwaukee. It was like super boring, but the I like that one. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was uh, green and red like. or whatever. Yeah. 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 That one always threw me off because I'm from like the old school, like where it had like an actual like it looked like. The jerseys came from like Bass Pro Shop or whatever. Oh, it had that giant deer. Yeah, it had like the giant like deer like like from the original Photoshop archives or whatever, and like it just faded into the shorts or whatever. I'm so when I think of the Bucks, I always think of that jersey first. But yeah, I do like the new styled Bucks jerseys now. I think. What about that old school Utah Jazz with the mountains? I fucking hate that. Like that, really, that disgusts me. So here's the thing: I think because the Spurs, and I like the Spurs jersey. I, I love the Spurs jersey. It's black. It's very simple you can wear it with pretty much anything um but the fact that it's kind of boring and like sometimes i see jerseys like that and i'm like man that must be fun to wear <laughs> like <laughs> i want to wear a jersey with like a mountain on it or a dinosaur or whatever like i think that's the only reason I've, i'm picking like more extravagant extra- jerseys mm-hmm. but for the most part like yeah i love like the other jersey that comes to mind is like the brooklyn nets the current one that just says brooklyn white I and black like that, yeah. and it's just 
because it reminds me of the Spurs one. Like it looks just like a Spurs jersey, and that's it. Like, but but I do like some of those like wackier jerseys. Like some of the All Star jerseys. I just bought a David Robinson uh, 1991 All Star jersey. Oh yes, I remember that. And yeah. like I really dig that one. That's probably becoming my favorite jersey right now, just because it's it's red and it's wacky looking. Like the numbers are like look like somebody created it on like Windows 95. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do like the old school like Suns jersey, like the oh, black with the, one with a fireball mm-hmm. looking thing. Yeah, I that's love sick. that one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I love that one, and a lot of mine are throwbacks because I'm not a fan of a lot of the newer jerseys. Um, I like a, a lot of those city jerseys. I'm into. Oh, <laughs> see, the Spurs probably okay. So here's the other thing. The follow up question is, what's the worst jersey in the NBA? And I was actually going to say the Spurs oh. have one of the most disgusting jerseys. They have a camo jersey. And the, that's their city jersey just because there's, like, a big military base in San Antonio. It's uh, Fort Sam Houston. And it's, like, I get it. But that is so gross. And all the Spurs fans hate that jersey. I'm just saying. That, that's my vote for worst. My, I, I have to look it up because I don't know if I know what it looks like. But I think the worst jersey in, in the current NBA is the Mavericks city jersey. It oh, is, that like, Fresh horrific. Prince looking one? Yeah. 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 It's bad. It's embarrassing. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's is. really bad i'm gonna look yours up that you're talking about though oh boy also the atlanta atlanta hawks jersey the one that's like neon green and red yeah that, what's up with that that makes no sense like i feel like somebody just took acid and said let's make this a jersey <laughs> let's make my vision a jersey <laughs> do dmt and do it <laughs> man oh uh, this is fun to look up jerseys i guess now oh man I mean, back in the day, like the Dallas Mavericks also had the worst ones before, like you know, Mark Cuban came in. The green ones, or yeah, it was. It just said like Dallas, and it had like a cowboy hat, like on the yeah. M for Mavericks or whatever. That was horrible. Um, Is that when Steve? Yeah, no. when yeah. Steve Nash, Steve Nash was there for a minute. Yeah, the first Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he first in '96. Yeah, I thought it, he looked good in that jersey. I guess, <laughs> but maybe it looks good on like a white body because it's got some <laughs> weird cowboy hat, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Or it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. Man, ugliest jersey. I mean, I mean, God. I mean, Milwaukee. To go back to Milwaukee, like their original ones, like when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing it with his Lou Alcindor or whatever. Like those were horrible. I've oh, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Laker fan, but I've always thought like Boston's jerseys have always been sickening. Really, like e- really, even the ones with like the green I actually and like NBA gold the, or jerseys. How like oh yeah, the the green and gold is ugly. Yes, that makes me want to throw up. I think any any jersey with like yellow. Oh, the Denver Nuggets, their throwback jerseys, like where it was the one like with the rainbow, the pixelated like like cities uh, skyscrapers or whatever in the background. That one's disgusting. Yeah, it's hard to. Can I say like I like the Lakers jerseys, but in theory, like they're sometimes they can make me feel a little nauseous because of the color scheme. Yeah, yellow. I that's like my least favorite color. So I have about seven like Lakers jerseys, and like most of them are either <laughs> purple or like the Christmas jerseys. I like the purple one. The purple one looks slick. Yeah, and then like the the midnight one or the LA oh, Knights one. Yeah, LA Knights. Yeah, I like that one, but. I really liked the Clipper City jersey this year, but I wonder if that's just because of the propaganda. Because it had a lot oh, of they like, had those billboards. This is about the city. Don't mess with <laughs> us. Or like, 
street lamps over flash lamp or some yeah, over, <laughs> something like that over spotlights yeah. street lights over spotlight i was like you're right i'm in <laughs> <laughs> i bought pretty hard into the clippers in the beginning of the season and then i found out how to watch the raptors because like i'm in la uh-huh. so i could only i was like i'll watch all the clippers games because um like i could only ever afford to go to clippers games i could never afford to go to lakers games oh, yeah. and then Kawhi moved there too but then i found out how to watch the raptors and i abandoned the clippers like that <laughs> like i haven't been watching them at all at all who's that who's that uh kid um malcolm in the middle or whatever like he's oh. munoz or whatever his name is like yeah he, he was like the only og like <laughs> clipper fan back in the day him frankie nunez who's the guy who's who's the uh green monster from monsters inc i mean i don't like know <laughs> yeah but, but who's the actor that plays him because oh. he's the other Clippers fan that I know. No, there's a, the the other guy's a Clippers fan who's also uh, who he he's like the older guy who was in that movie about that hotel where there's like twins. <laughs> okay. You said twins. You said twins, and I mean the Shining. The Shining. <laughs> you said twins, oh, and Jack my mind Nicholson? went to fucking Danny DeVito. Wait, Jack? Are you saying Jack Nicholson? Because Jack Nicholson is a Lakers Laker. fan. Yeah, but he also what you. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I have seen him at Clippers games a lot. I have seen, but maybe the- like Snoop Dogg just shows up to games. Mm-hmm. He could just be an LA guy. When, you know, it's funny when I went to that uh, Clippers Spurs thing. We were like right like across from uh, Steve Ballmer, the owner. Oh yeah, and that guy gets down like the entire every time they play a song, he, and like you know how they have like the kids dance off and they do that floss dance. Uh-huh. Like he would do it with the kids, and I'm like Jesus, like. That guy's like 100 years old. He's like <laughs> dancing like nonstop. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, how the coronavirus is He is, possibly, yeah. Um, but he should be out there. Why do they even oh. need cheerleaders? He should just go on the middle of the court <laughs> and start dancing. He was. I just want to say, oh, uh, sorry, I was wrong. It's not Jack Nicholson. It's Billy Crystal. There he's yeah, that's Mike There it is. That's the green monster from City Monster Slickers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look at that. Can you imagine if he All was right. in The Shining, though? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot fun. That would be a whole different movie. <laughs> it would be a lot more romantic of a movie. <laughs> he would have not killed his family. Um, oh, let's see. I do have one. I think I have a few more questions here. Uh, which team do you guys think benefited the most from the uh, time off? And this person wrote two teams. They said either the Celtics or the Clippers because they were both beat up. But you guys can feel free to add your own team in there. Well, I'm kind of can I? I'm not really. I feel like Brooklyn, but it sounds like Katie's not coming back, no. right? So uh, for a while, it was like everyone was pretty nervous about that. But yeah, I guess not. I think honestly, not to make it about me, but I think the Raptors because like we've had so many injuries all year. It's been really crazy. Like people just keep getting hurt so hopefully like everyone's gotten to just heal and then we can uh bring it because we've had like we had a we've had a better season than we did last year with like way more injuries so if we can get full strength i think we can benefit big time so i was gonna i was gonna say the clippers but it just hit me right now that it's probably gonna be the pelicans because if the pelicans actually make it to the playoffs and they just get the eighth seed that is the one team that I wouldn't just say like wants to beat the Lakers, but like despises the Lakers. Just well, because yeah, it's basically the Lakers from two years if ago. Everyone <laughs> that used to be on the Lakers, <laughs> let's go play our former team. Yeah, and it's like 
and they're relatively young. They're a relatively young team, which this whole layoff, all the younger teams have that advantage on this because when you're young, you can just lace it up and show up and do your thing. Older players, teams, those are the teams that are probably going to be hurting the most. And I'm trying to think, is there anybody that's pretty old in, in the... Eh, they're all kind of relatively young. That's maybe... I would say probably like Houston's probably one of the older teams in... in yeah, they're I mean, probably Chris Paul. Chris Paul, me and one of my coworkers, we always talk about that. Like, you know, wherever Chris, when Chris Paul was playing with the Clippers, like, you know, they are they going to be a threat this year? And I always tell my coworker, I'm like, no, because Chris Paul is going to get injured at the end of the season. He does. <laughs> he does get. <laughs> so injured. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was like injured before the uh, coronavirus happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, Houston. That's wait. Well, Chris Paul is with OKC now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, did he get traded? And I didn't. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, yeah. But no, he used to play. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But Russell Westbrook, like Russell Westbrook's not super young anymore. James Harden's not super young anymore. And like the rest of their like role players, they're kind of relatively old role players. Mm-hmm. So I could see how they would struggle. That's probably the one thing. I mean, LeBron, of course, he's probably the oldest guy in a in a major role. Uh, we'll see how he does. But, but we saw though, like okay, I think it was the second, um, the second time the Lakers won the championship back in the early 2000s that they had this super long layoff because they swept every team in the West and then they had to wait like a week and a half, you know, to wait for the Eastern Conference champion to come out, which ended up being the 76ers. And then Allen Iverson came out because they were fresh, you know, or not fresh, but like they were they they were feeling their momentum and like they were ready to go. Like they didn't have any rust or whatever. So that could be a factor too. Like we talk about rest, but what about the rust factor? Yeah, I mean, that's a completely different animal. Yeah. Like even when you can get a week off, you can still practice with your teammates. This is like the first time that like most facilities are open. These guys haven't seen each other in forever. DeMar DeRozan and um, Russell Westbrook were just in Copton protesting a couple of days ago. They just flew back to their respected cities right now to like meet up with their teammates. So it's not like they've been practicing these last like three months or whatever. So yeah, there's going to be some well, rust. This has also been a longer downtime than off season is. Pretty much, like, yeah. Then they, yeah, I think it, I think it is, but it's pretty crazy and then like that's exactly because a lot of players are like just went back to their hometowns it's that's a real fuck up for toronto because half the players stayed in canada but then half of them are in the states or wherever but a lot of teams are you're flying back to your home base but you can't do that if you're on the toronto raptors because then you have to get to canada quarantine for two weeks and then fly back to america and like quarantine for two weeks like no other team has to quarantine at all yeah do you know what i mean yeah that is it's really so toronto they're still trying to figure out like they might come to all everyone to america early like they're not going to make kyle lowry who's in philly fly back to toronto toronto because it just doesn't make sense it would be a lot of like sitting around doing nothing while other teams are getting ready but they probably won't even get to practice in their own facility. They're going to have to, like, rent a facility in the States. Yeah. The local, like, high school gym or something like that. That's true. I think we can afford maybe better, but, yeah. <laughs> you should. Pawn a ring. All right, guys. This is, We're going to start spitting out some tougher questions here. This is the – this is I only chose one from that New Year's Nick fan guy because he wanted me to ask all these, like, questions about James Dolan and all that. I don't know. Nobody cares about James Dolan. Just fire the guy. That guy should not be in charge. <laughs> that guy should not be associated to the NBA. Thank God. You, you threw out your fucking only fan that you have, Spike Lee. I mean, come on now. Yeah, you're, it's you're disgusting, done. man. Uh, this is not a pro-Knicks podcast. <laughs> um, what two teams 
we'll say this. Let me break it down because this person goes straight to the what two teams make the NBA Finals. But what teams make the East Conference Finals and the West Conference, Conference. Conference Finals? <laughs> Oh, so all the four? Yeah, let's pick our four, and then we'll break it down to who who do you think. Of. We'll climb the mountain, as they say. That's a tricky question because the, the Clippers, are they the fourth seed right now, right now? Clippers are seed two. They're seed the two? West. No, but they're four overall. Fourth overall, but in the West, it's Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Okay. If they remain at number two, then, yeah, it's Lakers, Clippers in the West. Out east. Out east is Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston. Definitely Milwaukee. Oh, boy. I think <laughs> Georgia, she, she convinced me, yeah, Toronto <laughs> on that. Yeah, because, I mean, I do. If, they, if they're all healthy, that team works like a fine-tuned piece of machinery. They work like a freaking Tesla, like – or a Porsche, I should say, should say. So, hey, in this situation, like coaching is going to be like a must. You can't just have some like geek off the street. And I feel like that's where a lot of these teams are. No offense to the Lakers, but the Lakers probably have the most inexperienced coach. Frank Bogle. Yeah, Frank Bogle hasn't done shit in the NBA. He's probably going to be the guy with the least experience. And I'm trying to think who's in. Okay, yeah. Well, I feel like LeBron will just start coaching. Oh yeah, that he kind of <laughs> is the de facto coach. Him and his agent. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, it would just be Milwaukee, Toronto, out east, Lakers, Clippers, west. That's what I think it's going to be, too. I know the Celtics are good, but like, man, Toronto is good. And Nick Nurse, if you're talking about coaches, like that coach, he's so good. He's so creative in like a tough situation, too. He's really malleable. Like, we're so lucky we went with him um, instead of who was? Who was our old guy? Chris Casey? No. <laughs> forget i said that i'll look it up i feel like i just stressed out and forgot his name but something case dwayne casey he like was really like we loved him but he was really like strict Mm -hmm. in his ways whereas like i think this is really gonna it's gonna be such a new experience it's gonna take like someone who can think outside the box a lot yeah teams that switch it up a lot you're gonna you're gonna have to be creative down there because like we were saying there's no real home court advantage even with that home court advantage, they were talking about adding like, a, you know, the home team will have like an extra foul to give. And I'm just like, just play basketball. Don't try to give all these extra yeah, advantages. Yeah, I think they're trying to get bullshit. too fancy with that. But yeah, you, you do bring up a good point. You're going to have to be creative because it's not going to be a regular a regular game. You know, just you're going to have to think like back in your high school days. This is how we're going to play. And it's also going to be interesting because there's those eight games leading up to like the playoff games and, you know, in the regular season, getting the number two spot is really important or getting the number one spot is really important. But this, it's like, I think it's still kind of important, but if you look at everyone's lineups, like all the teams that are left are pretty good. There nobody's having like an easy week, you know, like when you're just playing teams that aren't great. So, wait, where is I going? <laughs> so, um, oh, so, th- so like, do you really care if you're number two? So, does if you're not really caring if you're number two or number one, then do you, in those eight games, are you playing your best players? Or are you, like, playing a bunch of bench people? It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a different beast completely. Are you going to give your other guys a bunch of – I don't know. Like, it's – I don't know what's going to happen. Let me ask you guys this, just because I don't really have a horse in the race. I don't think the, the Spurs have like a one in a million shot of like winning at all. So I'm just going to assume that they don't even make the playoffs. 
but you guys both have teams in the playoffs. What is a team that you guys would want your team to avoid in the playoff, if any? Because <laughs> for me, I was just thinking, like, man, in the East, really the only team that comes to mind is maybe the Miami Heat, but that's about it. Just because I don't know. What do you mean? Just because um, that's the only team you'd want to avoid? Pretty much. As far as, like, a first-round uh, team I would want to play, I guess. Because eventually you're going to have to play, like, Milwaukee. You're going to have to play those types of play- those teams. But as far as, like, a first-round matchup, I don't know where Miami is, but um, but Jimmy Butler is like a bad dude, and I would not want to play that guy <laughs> in the first round. Yeah, but but um, I feel like against the Toronto players because they've all been playing in the East together for a while. Like they like clown him a lot to his face, and they like they all tease each other, and I feel like they can get on his nerves pretty easily. Disrupt that flow. What about in the West? Who would you want the Lakers not to play in the first round? I do not want the Pelicans to go in there because oh, true, yeah. when we played them in the regular season, I do believe they beat us once. And then the last time we played them, I believe it was right before you know this layoff, it was it was a very competitive game. And it's it kind of reminds me of, you know, back in the day when, you know, Shaq and Kobe, like wherever they went, you would see – scrub ass teams play their best basketball just because it's just like oh i want to beat that team or going back to like the jordan bulls where it's just like the raptors they they were one of the 10 teams that beat the chicago bulls that you know beat that you know regular season record you know because everybody is just scrapping you know just to be everybody is clawing for the opportunity to beat the best team and then not saying the lakers are the best team but i'm saying that the pelicans 90% of that roster are former Lakers who feel slighted because, oh, half of the roster got traded for an Anthony Davis or half of the roster got traded because, oh, LeBron didn't like me or LeBron's management didn't like me. So yeah, there's a really good article. I wasn't old enough for LeBron to like <laughs> I, me. I think yeah. like Brandon Ingram is probably the dude that probably has like a giant like X over LeBron's face and, and is like mm-hmm. locker. I love Brandon. Yeah. He's a G, dude. Like I remember that, that first – or it was like the second game of the season a couple years ago like all the players like just started <laughs> like mobbing. I forgot what team they were playing, but they got in like this big old fucking scuffle. But I was I was like glad because it was just like, okay, that shows team camaraderie. And in a team that had, you know, Kobe Bryant had just, you know, retired at that point. It was like it was good to see like, oh, okay, like these are it, it reminded me like the when the Pacers and the uh, the, they went at it, you know. The, the, oh shit! I was gonna say this is like Saved by the Bell, the second class. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it just showed like that team unity. Yeah, it's fucked up that you know they're fighting on the court, but like they're fighting for each other. Like that's good to see. But now they're all on the Pelicans and Sion's there. Yeah, and like we, he's like the ultimate X factor of like that dude's like a bad man. Like I said, Jimmy Butler was a bad man. Like this guy's a bad man for being so young. Of course. I am in the train of that. I don't think he's going to have a long career because his body's kind of weird. He's, he's a thick boy. He's a thick boy. And we said, like, same thing with uh, Marcus All. Like, you got to watch the weight, buddy. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to do that. But, Listen to Shaq, buddy. But Listen for at Shaq. least the next five years, I think he's going to be, like, unstoppable. Do you remember Robert Tractor Trailer from, like, the like late 90s? I think he was drafted the same draft class as Tim Duncan. Like, he was supposed to, like, lead Milwaukee to the promised land. And he was good for, like, the first couple of seasons. But boy, he was too thick, and he couldn't handle big it. Big boy, man. Yeah, or Antoine Walker, same thing. Even, even like um, uh, Rudolph. I'm trying to think. Oh, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. Yeah, Zach Randolph. Yeah, 
That dude was a big boy. Like he he should have been much better than he was. Oh yeah. He was just love those cheeseburgers. <laughs> that Jack in the Box late night with yeah. Kyle Lowry or um, with <laughs> DeMar DeRozan. All right, NBA Finals. Who do you guys have? Wait, what? Do you, who do you think? Who do we think is going to win the whole who do thing? You guys have, what two teams do you think make it to the NBA Finals, and then which one wins and why? I mean. <sighs> I obviously I want to say the Raptors, but I think it's this is who I really think is going to be in the NBA finals. Uh, and it's kind of a slight on both of us, uh, Jacob. I think it's going to be Milwaukee and the Clippers. Possibly. The, so when we, because oh sorry, go ahead. like the Lakers are not, haven't really, I guess they've beaten the Clippers, but it's gone back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, Toronto keeps beating the Lakers but they can't beat the Clippers and then I think Milwaukee's unless we can beat them in the like in the Eastern Conference like we did last year they're gonna go all the way for sure we're we're the only stopping <laughs> point <laughs> I just realized how cocky what I said it's was it's all good you gotta have but that yeah. um, it, it's tough because you that is a good point I was telling one of my other co-workers I said don't sleep on the Clippers and every time the Lakers have played the Clippers, yeah, we beat them once, and I believe it was without. Was it in the beginning without Paul? No, it was later on in the season because they beat us the first two times, and this last time we did. And that was without Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, but we yeah. be, did beat them, but, but like half of the roster was hurt for the Clippers. So, I that's one team. It's just like fuck. That's going to be a beast to overcome. It's kind of like like Indiana versus Chicago back in the day where it's just like, that's the one team that Indiana couldn't get past. And that's how I feel with the Clippers is like, they were built to beat the Lakers and then out East. That's a tough one too. Cause like I, I've been saying this whole podcast is like Toronto is like a Porsche. It is a well put to- together machine. It's not built around just one or two, you know, superstars. It is a team full of really good role players that can kill a, fucking Giannis so but with that said though Milwaukee is you look at that lineup like they're just incredible from top to bottom if they're healthy I, they, I think they beat Toronto in six possibly seven that Who, LA, Milwaukee Milwaukee said? and then the with the Lakers and the Clippers <sighs> fuck the biggest thing is going to be what LeBron shows up because this, I mean, this is no shade on LeBron. I know I said, like, he's one of my least favorite players of all time. But watching him these last couple of years play with the Lakers, this is why I can never say ever, even if he gets six or seven championships, that he is even on the level of Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. But he just takes games off. And he gets so comfortable with having other players step up. And he just, you know passes the ball and I'm not even like in a Magic Johnson sense where he's making his teammates better where it's just like he just brings the ball up and Anthony Davis now has to win the whole game for you. Danny Green's going to have to win the whole game for you and it just depends okay LeBron are you going to have a killer's instinct like a Kobe or or MJ or are you just going to be comfortable in the pocket and it all comes down to that. If LeBron can play like LeBron who again is probably the best player in in the world right now then yeah the lakers can beat the clippers in six but if not the clippers are taking it in five so here's my my take on this whole thing i kind of agree with you this is the first time that he's gone through the west and the west is he played in the east where it was pretty soft and very soft 
thing where the, maybe Paul George is the best player in the East at that point. Maybe DeMar DeRozan was like the third best player in the East. He's about to go through the West where it's like a freaking buzzsaw. Like you come out beat up as hell when you go through the West. And I do think that this is going to be the first time. And I think he kind of takes games off. Not so much when he gets to the finals. Because I think when he gets to the finals, he is like full-on LeBron mode. But I think right now, he, he can't afford to take any time off. Like mm-hmm. Even the Nuggets. The Nuggets can... I can see the Nuggets taking out the Lakers. But I don't think that's going to happen. I do think that going back to the whole Milwaukee thing. Coach <laughs> Bud, he coached in San Antonio for a lot of years. He was the assistant to Greg Popovich. I love Coach Bud, but if there's one weakness that he has is that his system, similar to Mike D'Antoni, it seems to stumble in the playoffs. And every team, he was in Atlanta, it stumbled. In Milwaukee, it seems to be stumbling every time. I just don't think he's a guy that has that leadership quality. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a great X's and O's guy, but he just doesn't know how to motivate his guys in those right moments. That's why, I, as much as I love Giannis and I think that they're definitely the most talented team in the East, I don't think they're going to win just because I do think Toronto just has that championship pedigree. They kind of remind me of like those, like maybe the O three Spurs where the O three Spurs were probably like one of the least talented teams to win a championship. It was basically Tim Duncan and like the corpse of David Robinson. Like <laughs> essentially that's what all yeah. it was. And I feel like that's what this team reminds me of. Like this team is like Kyle Lowry and like uh, Siakam. Like those guys are good. But then there's a lot of guys that are just essentially role players or like older players, and like I could still see them winning the East. So Baca, yeah, mean. Baca's there. Like there's just so many players. Like they're not amazing. Baca's having one of the se- best seasons of his career, and he's and like he's such an he's been in the NBA for what nine years, seven years, something Ibaka, long. So to me, I mean, granted they pl- they play two different ways, but he kind of reminds me of a Robert Ori. Whereas, like, he is that just one key player that you have on your team that is just that secret ingredient in the soup that just takes it over to that next level. Where it's like Robert Ory is always going to hit that, that, that miraculous shot for you. We saw it from Houston to L.A. to San Antonio. That was Robert Ory. With Ibaka, like, you saw it perfectly throughout last year's um, finals and playoff run. Like, you can throw him on the best player on the, on the team and you're not losing anything on the offensive end because that's not his calling. He's there just to take the fouls, take the hits, you know, body up that best player, body up. He's I no mean, slouch on offense. And it's he's not, not like he's yeah. – But you don't run your, he's also, your offense through him. Sorry. Yeah, you're not running your offense through him, so you're not burning burning extra oil on that end. So he can go full bore on that defense. That's what I love about Ibaka. So I'm going to go to – Yeah. He, oh, sorry. He, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say he also really changed once he left OKC – Oh, Casey, because <laughs> sometimes I almost go O-A-K. Um, because there he was really, a, like, he was a guy that, like, if he got the ball, he had to shoot it because it should have not, he sh- he wasn't supposed to get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they had their other power players. But on Toronto, it's like, they, as you said, they're like a, an oiled machine. Like, everyone, everyone has their roles, but everyone does everything, too. So, like, now he's not afraid to do a lot of roles that he didn't used to do. And, like, he'll be scoring, like, he scores some, sometimes, like, he just is the guy that we needed so bad and scores, like, in crunch time in such a good way. Yeah, you don't need him to score 26, but you need him to score, like, that four or five or six points that's going to make the difference. Yeah. I, I, I I see Toronto coming out. I don't trust the Celtics. (laughs) I think that they remind me of that young OKC team. Um, and I don't think that Coach Bud is ready for those moments. 
he can prove me wrong. I hope he does prove me wrong because I love Coach Bud. But I just think Toronto is still the champion there, and I'll give him. I think they make it to the to the finals. Out of the East, you know, we talked about this earlier on, where I I don't understand like you know Toronto's almost the opposite. Like Toronto is so built, like they knew exactly the parts that they have. They know the team that they have. They know how to play in that system. And same thing with the Clippers. I think the Clippers are similar to that. I almost feel like the Lakers just have a bunch of big men. Like, they have too many big men. <laughs> they have all the big men. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't make sense because then you look at their point guard, and it's like um, you have Avery Bradley, who is a decent point guard. He's a defensive point guard, yeah. but he's not a guy that, you know, you want as your starting point guard. But he's their best point guard. And so you have Avery Bradley. I think Danny Green's a stud. I love Danny Green. And then from then on, it seems like everybody's big. Like, outside of that, it's like, dude, you're a big dude. You're like LeBron, Anthony Davis, JaBelle McGee. Kuzma. Uh, Kuzma. Uh, they're all bigs after that. So th- I think that the minute that they play a, a team that's ready to go small and their best players, maybe they can put, like, two point guards out and, like, two shooting guards out there at the same time, that might be trouble. And the team that can do that is the Clippers. The Clippers can do that to them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are, like, scrubs. Like, you, you know, you have to respect them. So I, I do think that that's yeah. going to be a struggle for the Lakers once they get to that point. So I do, I, in my in yeah, my opinion, Lakers, Raptors. I'm sorry, no, Clippers, Clippers, Raptors. I think so. And if as a Raptors fan, if we got to the finals and we, I would so much rather face the Lakers <laughs> and the Clippers. Is that because it's Kawhi or just because? No, it's because we matchup. we play a lot better against the Lakers. Like, I don't think we've won against um, the Clippers. I mean, to be, we only play them twice, twice, right? And like the first time Lowry was out, but the, you know, we just haven't beat them, but we've beaten the Lakers and we do have two good point guards that we often put on the floor at one time who are tiny guys. And that's the thing. That's the issue with, uh, with the Lakers. It's like, Rondo's the other point guard on that team, and like Rondo is way past his prime. He is like seventy-two years old, he is the grandma from the Nutty <laughs> Professor. <laughs> He's just so past his prime. It's just like they're just like gluing things together, and I just don't think that who's your coach again? Uh, Frank Vogel. <laughs> Frank Vogel. I just don't think Frank Vogel is that good of a coach that he can like hold it together. And well, like, he's just like Doc Rivers is a great yeah, coach. He is. Yeah, he's proven. <laughs> he's proven. Yeah, it's it's basically again it's LeBron. He's Frank Vogel is just there to hold a position. I mean, you're gonna throw anyone there. LeBron is gonna LeBron. Him and his management team are just gonna LeBron. And it all comes down to that fact of like, what LeBron are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the LeBron that fucking took over a game against uh, the old school uh, De- Detroit team, or are you gonna get that LeBron that Got cramps? Faced, yeah, <laughs> had to get Cramp carried LeBron. off. Yeah, had to get carried off the fucking court in San Antonio. And when you think of it like that, it makes so much sense. Like, I don't think Kawhi was ever going to go to the Lakers. Like, he would have to play under LeBron. Like, there's no way he could... It's like, I don't think he minds playing with other really great players, but, like, what LeBron says, what he says goes. (laughs) Why do I not know expressions today? I do think that that he likes leadership. And it's going to sound weird, but I do think that teams with, like, strong leadership... I think that's something that Kawhi, like, thrives on. I mean, you look at San Antonio, you look at uh, the Clippers, you look at the Raptors. They're teams with, like, great coaches. I think I think if he went and to Frank Vogel, it's like, oh, what's up, Frank? Like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Frank Vogel was, was the head coach 
of the Indiana Pacers yeah. when they traded Kawhi Leonard to the San Antonio Spurs for for uh, for uh, George Hill, which is kind of like, come on, man, you let that slide. Like already, you're showing like some bad leadership skills here, yeah. man. <laughs> well, is that? But he was the coach because it's like also the GM. Yeah, the GM had the big man. the big thing, but I'm sure they still had to run it through him. It's like they had Paul. They could have had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the Indiana Pacers, like. That would have been a stud team. God, the Indiana Pacers this year. <laughs> that's who I wish Toronto would face <laughs> in every round because they're like, they're like hilariously bad yeah. this year, and it's really fun to watch. <laughs> is, uh, Victor Oladipo is he? He's on that team. He, is he healthy? I don't even. I don't think he's healthy. I think he's healthy. Is oh, he? Wait, I don't know. I I, no we definitely played a game against when he was on the court, but I guess that doesn't mean he's healthy. I don't know what he's going. not healthy right now. I, I hope he comes back but, just because that team, speaking of cool jerseys, that old school team, like when they had those, um, um, those like kind of like NASCAR looking jerseys back when like Reggie Miller was there. When Reggie Miller was a young man? Yeah. Like, oh God, those are ugly. Yeah. Sir. Well, I, no, I was going to say like, they're, they're kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say cool, but they're kind of like, oh man, like just like a collector's like, oh, you know what I just thought of? The Supersonics jersey. That's a cool jersey. Oh, uh, the green one? Yeah, the green one. I do like that one. Yeah. The old Gary Payton one? Yeah, that okay, Gary Payton. Yeah, you got to have that one. That one's good, yeah. Yeah. So, who do you guys have winning it? I, I'm pretty sure you guys. Again, if LeBron has a killer instinct, I think they can beat. They've shown that they beat, you know, they can beat Milwaukee at full strength. I believe that was one of the last great games before the break. Yeah. Um, that it is possible they can win it all. Um, something's telling me though, Milwaukee has the potential to win it all. I, I'm just, just, that's just what my heart just keeps saying. Like, oh shit, like this might be Milwaukee's year. Yeah. They're like so far out ahead of all the other mm -hmm. teams in terms of record. I think they might win. I mean, they also have that added push right now where they're like, we have to win or definitely Giannis isn't yeah, coming back. That part that's too. true. I didn't thought about that. Yeah, that is true. I mean, because he goes that whole franchise is disappears back into the fucking Indiana Pacers land. Yeah. And he's probably going to go to the Raptors in the East. So that's bad for them too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be amazing. If the Raptors can pull that off, like who's their GM? Is it Masai Ujiri? Ujiri. And they're oh, friends. Man. They're like family friends. I'm just saying. And also Giannis isn't from America. Like American players don't want to play in Canada that much, but he's not even so American. Matter, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm just saying it's a possibility, but I don't know where we'd find the money. I mean, we're we're keeping the money avail for him, but I'm not sure who we're not. Because I love the team right now so much. Well, isn't um sorry, Serge Ibaka? Serge Ibaka's con contract is up this summer, isn't it? Yeah. So is Fred Van Vliet. So Serge has been very vocal that he wants to stay in Toronto. So that that might be you. You can't have your <laughs> your cake and eat it too. Hey Ibaka, you want to play for the Lakers? <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I, I hope that team does stay together, though. I, I don't know. But I I do think that the Clippers – I mean, I just love Kawhi. I'm, I'm a huge Kawhi guy, and I'm biased. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking that the Clippers might win it. The Clippers, though, I mean, I feel like I'm giving them a lot of credit. Like, I don't know if they're super serious because some of those guys are like – I like I like them all, but sometimes I think they're just like – like I love Lou Williams, but then sometimes I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, it's just, it, I don't know. My, I like, I love Patrick Beverly. I would trust in him. I think he's always going to do great work. At it. 
but I don't know if they're like even um, Paul George, who I really like. Sometimes I'm like, do you care? <laughs> <laughs> like, you? It goes back to that killer instinct. I know Kawhi has it. That is proven since the day he entered the NBA. I know he's got that killer instinct, but yeah, it's Paul George. Like I've seen that in Indiana. I'm just like, eesh. like even when there was like rumors of him coming to LA, I was like, oh, please don't come to LA. Please don't come to LA. And then when he went to the Clippers, I was like, oh, that's whatever to me. Because I do, you're right. Like I do see a lot of that, like like what I said with LeBron, like he just takes games off and especially in the playoffs. And you can't do that when all the chips are on the line. But okay, so you're a Toronto fan. I don't know if you saw that footage of last year when they were, I think they were in the finals where somebody tries to high five Kawhi and Kawhi like stops the high five and just points at the exit like no we're about to go play. I feel like yeah that was to Norman Powell. I feel like you mean to another yeah, he player, did to right? Another player. Like no, I'm not going to high five anybody yeah. right now cuz he's not with that whole like I'm going to come out here and dance. Like you see the Lakers they come out and they do like all these like dance routines and he's just not with yeah. that. He's like I think everybody follows that guy's lead when they're like this guy's serious. Like this guy really wants this championship. Like he he does not goof around. This is like business time for him. And I do think if they fall in line, that's why I'm like, it's got to be the Clippers. Although, you know, I'm completely biased, so don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and I think Montrez is pretty great. But, like, Lou Williams, who I, like, I really was into. I think I'm a little biased because he starts putting out some rap music. And I was like, I I can't support <laughs> you. Um but he's because re- he used to play for the Raptors too. He's great with Montrez Harrell, but he's like, I don't think when they're not together, they're they're just like a good team. And luckily, I guess they are together because they're on the same team. But who knows? Who knows? What if somebody fucking gets Corona? That's like that's a, the other wild we factor. We didn't talk about it. And then the Utah Jazz were the kind of team that already had it. So yeah, and that's the other thing that that team does not want to play together at this point. We didn't really talk about them. But um, Rudy Gobert got Donovan Mitchell infected by the coronavirus, and we thought he got Toronto because it w- they played him like right mm-hmm. <laughs> before, but none of them had yeah. it. So I mean, the possibilities of it still happening. I mean, the Clippers are still the Clippers, so if the odds are it's probably gonna happen to them because <laughs> the the luck is always against the Clippers. The curse of Chris Paul. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. When I was reading ESPN this morning. I was seeing that too. Like what, like they don't have an answer for that. Like what happens when one player on a team has it? Like, do you quarantine, you know, that team as well as the team they just played? Like, like it is just like what? I think you test everybody. And then what if like, okay, like two teams, let's say, let's just say the, both the Clippers and the Lakers, let's say the whole team gets infected and you have to quarantine them out for two, for two weeks. They're disqualified. So, Let's say like Denver and Dallas, you know, they fall into those slots or whatever. Like this would all just been for nothing. You know, if, you know, teams are falling out because because of the coronavirus, you know, like that. It's again, like I said at the beginning, it's like a high risk medium reward, you know, because regardless of whoever wins this season, it's always like Shaq said on his podcast. It's like it's always going to kind of have a little bit of an asterisk on it. Like I know you're a Spurs fan, but I know a lot of people outside of the Spurs fandom or whatever they do kind of see like that first Spurs championship is kind of like an asterisk and that's like a way different see, situation yeah, i feel like that's kind of like wait what well, happened that was just a shortened season yeah the lockout season oh yes okay so I know, I forgot. i've heard that like for years about that like how people were like oh that's an asterisk championship and i'm like yeah whatever i mean everybody had the but, same yeah, shot everybody had the same shot it's not like the spurs had some competitive advantage or anything oh, like no, that. i agree but 
It's like that. That be this this champion who comes out. This I, I do year, think that Shaq just says that because Tim Duncan's better than him. I don't agree with that at all. But a but, lot. I mean, but, <laughs> a lot of people have been saying yeah, that but though. This championship this year it replaces that San Antonio Spurs championship as the asterisk team, and it's just like, who wants that crown really? Like, do you really want that crown? And I if do think that this one is the an asterisk, like, because it's oh, just yeah. so weird. We're not even playing. The only team that could win this one and not have as big of an asterisk is Toronto because they won last year. They be, you, you know, know what? <laughs> you do have a good point on that because, yeah, they they prove, they would be the back-to-back <laughs> champions at that point. It's pretty much the same team mm-hmm. minus Kawhi. Like, that would actually look better for them because they won it without the superstar. I mean, and that's... Yeah, and people would be like, oh, well, maybe they would have won anyways because they did win the year mm-hmm. before. Yeah. I don't um, know. I'm a bit. I'm a little I biased. I think the uh, <laughs> Wizards might uh, win this year. So. <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, that would magic. be weird. Like honestly, like I, I haven't even thought. I don't want to humor that thought of like some outside team. But the fact that there's no home court advantage, and like I don't know, maybe like the Miami Heat or like I'm trying to think who in the West, the Denver Nuggets. We didn't really talk about the Denver Nuggets. I was just gonna say I just suspect the Nuggets are gonna shit the bed because I don't think they're that yeah, good. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. I mean I could I'm trying to think. You know Portland Portland's a team that we didn't talk about at all, but Portland has like their two big men are finally healthy. Carmelo Anthony was just like coming into his own, like he was starting to But he might not play. But he might not play. He's another guy that's very anti playing mm-hmm. in this thing because he, he doesn't want to play like Basically, the players are going to be locked away in, in, like, hotel rooms. You go yeah. through your hotel room, you go to training, and you go back. There's no outside thing. That seems illegal. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> like, away Where from Where are those, protest, those haircut protesters at? <laughs> this seems, I mean, it sounds shitty to say, and I'm not trying to start anything, but it does seem a little bit like slave labor, where it's like, come on, it's time to play. Go back to your room. It's, it's yeah. a little fucked up. And that's what a lot of... And some players... Oh, Oh, sorry. I was just say some players are really saying that, like considering what is happening in America right now to gather up um, like a sports league, which is mostly African-Americans to play during this time for entertainment is kind of like an insane move. And I was under the impression that, you know, because the players association, the their their union is basically saying like, oh no, most of the players want to play. And I'm like, well, if most of the players want to play. And they have I was like, under that impression as well. I was under that impression. But again, I was reading ESPN this morning and a vast majority of players do not want that. And there's something I didn't know, but just the players on top who are, you know, the like, like Chris Paul, who's the president. And then there's like a co-president or whatever, just the top players within the union. They're the ones that voted on it. I believe there's like 420 players they didn't get a vote on it. So it was basically just like Chris Paul and his buddy, you know, LeBron. LeBron. They, they're the ones that made yeah, this LeBron. decision and not all 420 players in the league, which if it's most of the players don't want to play, I say you don't play. Yeah, I don't think they should play. There's enough basketball content that we can get through. Like I'm watching a lot of, honestly, Open Gym. It's a series on the Raptors, but uh, <laughs> there's like a lot of stuff you yeah. can watch. I've been rewatching the uh, Til October NBA like All Star games. I've been watching the old Dream Team games, like even the ones against like the select teams, Ooh. like they like where it was like the '92 Dream Team versus like Dream Team B or whatever, or Christian, the college team. Christian Leitner. Yeah, and then like the '96 team, like versus like the the select team. So it was like the best college players versus like the '96 team. Like those are some amazing games. Like it's better than watching Indiana versus fucking fucking Miami. Anybody, yeah, anybody, <laughs> right? So like I'm 
I'm cool with that. Like, if we just replace some of that programming with, like, because, like, those games just kind of went away, you know, like, those Dream Team games. Like, it's not like they just show that, like, on CBS, like, one fucking random Saturday. Like, those games just, you watch it, and they go away. I mean, yeah, we have, being in Southern California, we have, you know, fucking um, Sportsnet or um, Spectrum Sports, which shows, like, all the classic Laker games or whatever. So, that's cool. But what about, like, those Dream Team games? What about, like, those classic finals that you know, didn't involve the Lakers or like, what about those classic games with, you know, the bulls, like watching the last dance, like that, like refreshed like an old love for like nineties basketball for me. Cause it was like, Oh shit, you don't see that all the time. And I don't have fucking, you know, the fucking super duper fucking yeah. cable package to be able to watch all this shit like on demand. So it's like, show those games, like fulfill your contract you duties with those. to, uh, the NBA Reddit yeah. where they like illegally stream every game. <laughs> that's where, how I do it. Okay. <laughs> Just saying that's how I watch NBA. <laughs> that's what's up. Honestly, it's the, I best didn't know thing. we were allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure we're, we're Caveman coffee don't care. <laughs> My computer is older than Betty White, so I'm busy editing video and audio for the podcast. I don't got time to get on Reddit to <laughs> do things. It's free. I watch it on my TV. You don't have the internet on your TV? You can just Chromecast it. I have a Chromecast. Yeah. But I'm saying it takes <laughs> so long for me to edit these podcasts. True, true, and I can't, true. Yeah. So you don't even care if the NBA comes back because you're going to be busy editing podcasts. Yeah, I'll, just hear it from Shaq. I'll just hear it from Shaq on his podcast. <laughs> All right. So I only had one last question for you guys. I think we pretty much covered everything. We skipped over this question. This is the Bulls, Bulls Nation one. I don't mean to disrespect Bulls Nation, but they had the wackiest question. And it was, since it's happening in Disney World, what ride at Disney World would you want to ride? Which ride would you want to ride with what NBA player? And I guess we'll go with current NBA player. Current, it can't be. Let's go with any player. Okay. Um, well, I guess you can give two answers then, like current and then retired okay. all time, I guess. But you're the guest. Please go ahead and give us your pick. Um, I would want to go to one of the water park slides. Um, I don't know exactly which rides are in <laughs> Disney World. I've been there, but I want. I'd want to hang out mostly with Siakam at Disneyland World. Disney World. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go next because I'm still thinking of my current player. I I'm thinking of with. mine as well. Uh, let me think. You know what? No, mine's easy. I love Manu. Manu's my favorite player. Um, and I would want to ride. I don't know if they have a Radiator Springs version. I'm so used to Disneyland. Um, but if they have Radiator Springs, I would want to ride that that car ride where you like race another car. Uh, that ride. Either that or they have that weird ride at Disneyland where it's like, Avatar. I've never seen the movie Avatar, but I know they have like an Avatar ride. What, where you Disney like, World? Yeah, Disney World, where you like ride a dragon or something. Oh wow, that's weird. Riding a dragon with Mono Ginobili sounds dope as fuck to me. But he's retired. Who who would be the oh, current, current player? Oh, current player. Um, um, who's the funniest guy in the league? Um, Danny Green's pretty Danny fun. Green. Danny Green. Yeah, I'll go Danny Green. I like Danny Green. Okay. Um, all time. I it would definitely have to be Shaq. I mean, just because there's weight restrictions, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're not gonna get on a lot sir, of rides. You have to be like three feet shorter and about 200 pounds lighter. What's that? What's that boat ride or whatever that fucking the Little Mermaid ride where they make you go in that tiny little capsule? Yeah, so I'm not doing that with Shaq. Um, Space Mountain. You think Shaq could fit? Oh, he space can get on that. Yeah. Okay, I'd ride. Sp- I don't think I don't think he can get on many. <laughs> it, it might things. go slower than average, though. <laughs> it might just be like a regular. <laughs> 
hey, I'm cool with that. Sometimes I get smoking. Like you actually get stickers. to like, oh, look at these visuals. I never noticed these <laughs> these stars were actually just little light bulbs, <laughs> like Peter Pan and mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah, all time have to be Shack. Um, probably Space Mountain, the biggest roller coaster with the biggest man. Um, and then I'm probably gonna offend Shack by saying this, but I just feel like this dude is so goofy and weird that like it would be fun just to ride the teacups with Javel McGee. Oh yeah, I forgot he's in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do something illegal while he's there. You think so? No, not illegal, but I'm pretty sure Stupid. he's. I'm sure he, if anybody's gonna sneak out and go into Disney World, it's gonna be Jabelle McGee. They're like Javel, you were at the Alice in Wonderland ride. Uh, Javel McGee, is this you here holding this churro to uh, Mickey's genitalia? <laughs> oh, gee. that's Javel McGee. Cool. Anyways, Art, you got any other questions, man? That is it. Thank you so much, Georgia, for joining us today. Guys, check out Nice Bum, where you're from. It's my girlfriend's favorite podcast, so make sure it's your favorite podcast. <laughs> um, it's actually one of my favorite podcasts as well. It's it's in my top three podcasts. It does have one of the best names for a podcast I've ever heard I, of. I keep meaning to send a, a story, and I do have one in mind, because I know you guys did one about um, that town that was like nighttime for like 30 days or whatever. Yeah, up up in northern yeah, Canada. Yeah. So I had one about that because me and my friend Ben. I'll just, do I have time to tell it? Do I have, Go ahead. I'll man. make it short. No, send it to okay. the podcast. I'll, t- I'll send it to the podcast. Depriving me of my content. Send it to the podcast. I'll send it to the podcast. I'll say the audacity. Sorry. But guys, check it out. It's hilarious. If you enjoy laughing, I know these are dark times in American history. But if you want a break from that, I always, I, I. That's why I love these podcasts. Same thing with um y'all ever uh. Your husband Hampton is that's his podcast. I think it's an amazing podcast. Suicide Buddies got me through some really difficult times. So if you ever see him around the house, tell him I said thank you. Um, and that's it. So I check will. out that podcast. Do you have anything you want to plug, Georgia? Uh, y- no, I don't. Just follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm, I actually deleted Twitter off my phone because I was like, I'm sure you guys are the same. It's like I've been glued to the internet so much over the past week to a point where it's like I can't even sleep so I had to like this just dude take it regularly off. has but to regulate me and like tell me to put the phone down because like I am that quick to like start like an argue like an internet argument with somebody like like I'll have to like engage for like five days with like the same person until like I feel like I've won the argument and this guy has to like reel me back in well, so I used to be the same way it took me like so many fucking years to realize like oh wait this doesn't fucking matter like it, yeah. it, it took me a while to realize like just take care of yourself take care of like take care of your mentals and like that's it yeah <laughs> so with that said everybody does it, do, do you guys have anything else that's okay, it cool. thank no. you guys both for talking sports hell yeah I love these episodes man like usually we cover like conspiracies or some fucking dark web bullshit oh you should have Hampton on for oh, that oh if he ever wants to come on and like talk some conspiracies more than happy to have him on <laughs> No, I think Sunday we're doing anonymous. Cool. If he wants to come on Sunday, oh, talk sick! About anonymous. <laughs> that's his. That's literally his birthday. Oh, true. So. true. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, sir! So, with that said, you know, make sure you follow us on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America everywhere except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A One. I've tried, guys, to get Art and Jacob Just Do America on Twitter, but for some reason they think we have an unhealthy obsession with the steak sauce i know this guy doesn't use steak sauce i sometimes use steak sauce but hey a1 sauce if you want to kick down some sponsors sponsorships shekels damn that was a fucking tongue twister um hit us up uh, we will have another sponsor hopefully by next week that i'm not allowed to talk about just yet but 
we're waiting for the legal details to come through on that. But um, with that said, make sure you go to our Tee Public, buy you know some lovely merchandise. I am wearing the official Orange Jacob to America T-shirt. We got a couple more designs that are up there. Check that out. Uh, make sure you go to the Patreon, guys. I am so proud of each and one of you, Cacahuates. Um, that means peanuts in Spanish for our, all of our non-Spanish speaking listeners out there. Um, we've had, you know, quite a few new people um, sign up. You know, all I ask for is just, you know, subscribe to the dollar, the, the dollar menu. Like we're at fucking McDonald's. Just um, the it's dollar, dollar t- menu, the dollar it. tier. I'll send you out a free apple pie. Um, I still have connects from my old job at McDonald's. Uh, no, but t- I ask that you know you go to the the Patreon, you know, hook it up with, you know, some change there, so that way I can buy a new computer because that shit's about to die. Um, but other than that, thank you, thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on the show. Thank you, Art, for setting us up. Thank you. And with that said, everybody, have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Later. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>